Hello, and welcome to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, aka Nomad Neeks, and this podcast is the place to be if you are looking to start creating a lifestyle that you love. From business, entrepreneurship, travel, starting and sustaining a digital nomad lifestyle, and of course, making money online and investing, we talk about all of it here. So let's dive into it. Hey, hey, it's Nicole, aka Nomad Neeks, your host of the show. And today I need to dive right into this episode because I am so excited. My Paraguay residency process is done. It's been approved. It's been only a few short months. My lawyer is amazing. Shout out to her. Email me below. My email is below. Shoot me an email if you would like her info. I'd be happy to introduce you to her via email. She's amazing. She made this all happen for me. And now it's time to get my tax ID and my cedula. So today I am going to be going through a few questions. I get a lot of questions about the Paraguay residency process and I get a lot of emails for introductions as well, which I love. It's amazing. If you are not happy in your home country for whatever reason and Paraguay seems like a good option, then hey, that's exactly what I did. I'm so excited for you. But like I said, I do get quite a few questions. So today I'm going to be diving into a few of those questions. And these are the top things that I really wish I knew before going to Paraguay, but these are things that you will really never know unless you've been on the ground for a month, two months. I was there for three months. I could have stayed longer, but my partner did need to leave because he's not a resident. So we stayed there for three months, which was a really great amount of time. And yeah, I have a very special offer coming out super, super low price point. I'm going to talk about it a little bit further in this episode. And because I just get so many questions, I'm going to put all of my information in one place, all of the knowledge I've learned. And especially if you are Canadian, what the process looks like for me, but what the process looks like, just kind of generally the documents you'll need and whatnot from any country. So I am really excited to announce that later in this episode. Stay tuned because I will be talking about that a little bit more, but let's dive into some of the things that I wish I knew before arriving in Paraguay. Today, I'm going to be chatting about some of the things that I did not expect and did not know before visiting Paraguay. The only reason I went to visit Paraguay was to get my residency in Paraguay. I left my home country of Canada's residency system. Thank gosh, you probably feel the same if you're watching this. And then I went down to Paraguay to start the process on the ground there. Of course, it was a pretty long process to do it in Canada, especially since I was not in Canada. So that is a whole nother bucket of worms. If you are getting the documents from Canada, but you are not in Canada, you're nomadic, you travel a lot like I am, then definitely wait till the end of this video. All right. So you've heard me say video a few times now. This audio is a repurpose from my YouTube video. If you want to go check out my YouTube channel, I have various different videos on the Paraguay residency process, what life is like in Paraguay, and just general videos of what it's like on the road as a full-time nomad living out of a suitcase, building a business, working online. It can get crazy at times. It's amazing at all times, but feel free to check me out on YouTube or Instagram at Nomad Neeks. If you are interested in following me in other places, let's get back into it. I'm going to be sharing a little bit more about how I can help you 
because it was honestly a nightmare for me. But if you are in Canada or in your home country in general, then the process will be a little bit smoother. There are still some things that I had questions about, whether I was in Canada or not, I wouldn't have known. And the lawyer that I used didn't know either because she knows the documents to get in Canada. She doesn't actually know how to go about getting those. So I was kind of on my own for that, but I'll chat about that a little bit more. So the first thing that I didn't realize, and this is something you will never know until you're on the ground in Paraguay, is about the transport. So this really shocked me. I had never seen this before in any other country. I've been to 40 countries. I lived in China. I've never seen this before. So they have Uber and they have Bolt, which is awesome. I know some countries, Colombia it was, Uber was actually banned or like any rideshare is actually illegal, even though they do have it. They basically have to pretend like you're their friend if they get pulled over or something like that. So Paraguay is not like Colombia in that sense, which is great. But one thing I will say, so Bolt is a little bit cheaper. If you have both the apps like I do, we would go somewhere and we would compare the price and Bolt will always be a little bit cheaper. So in using Bolt and Uber, one thing that we noticed, and it took about a week, so not immediately, but one thing that we noticed, which I have never seen before, is when we would order a Bolt, not on Uber, but only on Bolt, the car would come and right before it arrives, it would, the driver would message us on the app, on the Bolt app and say, hey, this is my license plate. And the license plate would be different than the license plate of the car that is registered in the Bolt app. So it's a different car. And we found this really strange. And eventually I realized, and others had told me as well, other foreigners and expats in Paraguay, that a lot of these drivers have to borrow a car or use a family member's car because they have some sort of incident with the law, usually a DUI or something like that, where they have gotten in trouble. And so they can't register their car with the app, with the Bolt app. So this started happening a lot. And there was one time specifically, we were in downtown Paraguay and we had to call four or five cars before we got a car where the license plate matched what was its real license plate. The real license plate and the license plate registered on the Bolt app was the same one. This is so common on Bolt and we did take a few bolts late at night and it was fine, but I wouldn't risk it. So then we switched to Uber and the prices are very nominal. It might be like 5,000 more depending on the drive, but it's pretty cheap. 5,000 guarini, the, the Paraguay currency, not dollars. But yeah, that was one thing that we didn't know and I didn't know what was going on initially. I would have never expected that to happen because I've never seen that anywhere. So I would recommend to take Ubers. All the foreigners I met after that and who I spoke to only took Ubers. So that is one piece of advice for you. Like what, how would I know this if I didn't see this in a video? So I get a lot of questions from my Paraguay YouTube videos about what it's like, what the residency process is, what the city is like, the cost to live, the cost to rent, even the cost to buy. All of the questions, I think I've probably gotten it if you have the question. I also get so many emails and DMs, which I absolutely love. So if you want my lawyer recommendation, my email is below. So feel free to email me and I would be more than happy to put you in touch with a lawyer that I use, who is a very trustworthy lawyer for the process. However, because I get so many questions about what this process looks like, I 
have a mini course that I am building out because there's just so many questions. I didn't know what format to put all of these questions in and they can be big to little things. So feel free to sign up below. I do have a link below for the waitlist. The course will be out in just a few short weeks. If you sign up for the waitlist that I will know you're interested. I will shoot you an email when it's out. It's going to be a super low cost, like $40. I don't know, something very accessible to everyone. It's just a place where I can put all of the information that I get asked. And if you have a question that is not in the mini course, ask me the question. I will answer the question for you. And then I will make a new module in the mini course so that absolutely everything is covered in there. It's your one-stop go-to for basically everything the Paraguay residency process. I am from Canada. So you potentially might be as well and have questions about what that specific process looks like and the documents that you need to obtain. So I'm going to throw all of that in there. Really all of the knowledge, any question I've ever got is going to be in that mini course. And I'm going to try to keep it pretty short because I know we're busy people and I don't want to spend a bunch of time making this 20 hour course. And I know that you do not want to sit around and watch a 20 hour course. So I'm going to try to keep all of the information as concise as possible while still putting all of the important information and all of the questions that I get asked within the mini course. So if you're interested, sign up below. It will let me know that you would like to join the waitlist, that you're interested in learning more about what the process looks like. And then of course, if you are within the mini course, you will get access to my lawyer. Again, I'd be happy to make an introduction. And if you do want to hop on a one-to-one -one call with me, if you have more specific questions, everything will be in there. But if you do want to talk to me for any reason, then you will get that at a discounted rate from what I offer for those who are serious and who want to know the process. And I love when people have in the past booked a call with me because they want to just get that information. It took me, oh my gosh, if I could book a call or have a mini course with somebody instead of going through the headaches and hassles of all of the questions that I had, not only about the process, but also about what it's like to just be in Paraguay. I had so many questions before I arrived for the first time then I would have paid like 40 bucks for that. So register on the waitlist below if you are interested in that. But I wanted to chat about one other thing that I did not expect that ended up being a reality in Paraguay. So when we usually arrive in a new city, a new town, we will book a place that is in the center. Usually the city center is where everything's happening, very lively. And so we did the same in Paraguay. And this was a mistake because we booked a place for an entire month, which was far too long to be in the center, the downtown central, it's called Cathedral of Asuncion in Paraguay. So I did not know this, but now you will know this. You do not want to book in the Cathedral downtown area of Paraguay. It is really cute at sometimes they do have a lot of festivals and a lot of the festivals are down there, but you are not really going to want to live there. It's a very short, it's like a five or $6 taxi ride to get there from the main area where most of the foreigners are, which is called Via Mora. Look it up on a map in Asuncion, you will see it's not super far, but it is far. It's not really a walking distance to the cathedral area. So cathedral is downtown. We initially booked our Airbnb there for one month and it is not the safest place. There are kind of the slums, the favela area is not too far from the cathedral area. And so at night, it's not super safe to go out because a lot of the homeless people will come out and you can very much so tell that they are homeless or very, very low 
income because they do come from kind of this favela area and so we usually try to not go out at night which is pretty unfortunate there is really nothing happening there at night as well but if you do want to be in a place where something is happening and it's fun and it's safe to walk around at night and there are a lot of people and foreigners around I highly recommend Via Mora and any surrounding area in Via Mora, if you kind of look on a map anywhere within that general area will be a good place to stay. Via Mora has really beautiful, amazing malls. There are a lot of foreigners, like I said, a lot of the foreigner meetups that we went to were within this area because it is where a lot of the foreigners live. There is a really cool outdoor food truck park, which was really fun. We went in the winter and it was open. So the winter, it was still very hot. Um, so I'm sure it's open year round and it's just kind of the area you wanna be. It's really cute at night with lights on the street and lots of supermarkets. Whereas even in the cathedral area, it was pretty, difficult to find even just a supermarket that was big enough. They do have a chain called Biggie for supermarkets and ironically their stores are actually pretty small. And so there are some Biggies kind of in the cathedral area, the downtown area. But if you really want like a Super Seis, which is a much bigger supermarket typically, that will be closer to Via Mora. And that is walking distance. It's safe to walk at any hour of the night, at least up until around midnight when we did. and totally safe. It was not a problem. So as a foreigner, especially your first time, I would recommend booking something in or near the Via Mora area and then at least for a week or two, and then you can branch out from there. But if you want to be around where everything is kind of happening, then that is the place you're going to want to be. So if you are going to Paraguay soon, if you're getting your residency process done soon and you have to fly there, I hope that these tips helped. These are some things that I wish I knew about Paraguay that are specific to Paraguay before I arrived. And you don't really know this unless you have been there for a pretty extended period of time. I was there, like I said, for three months. Uh, I could have stayed longer, but my partner had to leave after three months. So we will be going back, of course, every few years. If you are interested in the mini course, my waitlist is below. You can click and sign up for it. And then I will shoot you over an email once it is released. And like I said, if you have any questions that are not gonna be in there, I will answer that question. I will put it in there so that you always have access to what that answer is. If you do wanna chat with me one-on-one, -on -one, then you'll get a discounted pricing at that as well. And really just someplace to put all of my knowledge, all of these questions that I get asked. And if you are looking for a lawyer recommendation, then email me. My email is also linked below, nicole at nomadneeks.com. And I usually get back to people within 12 hours. I try to, I get a lot of residency emails from these videos, I will say. Um, but usually within 12 hours, a lot of the time less because I try to get back to you pretty soon because I know you likely want to talk to a lawyer if this is a process that you are serious about. So feel free to shoot me an email. I can make an introduction to my lawyer and don't forget to get on the wait list so that you can have access to all of the knowledge and things that I have learned from visiting Paraguay and the process, especially as a Canadian and what that has looked like. You've just listened to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. If anything from this episode stuck out to you, I would appreciate if you take a screenshot and share this episode on your socials. Of course, be sure to tag me. Don't forget to leave a review for the podcast that seriously helps out the show and helps it out with discoverability. I would really appreciate you leaving a review, sharing on your socials if this episode truly stuck out to you, and I will see you in next week's episode.